Hi, and welcome to the Adventure Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Lucas, and in this podcast, we talk with Ed Malcolm and discuss a broad range of topics from travel to dining to business advice and more. We will also be sitting down with special guests who have expertise in all walks of life to provide insight and perspective in areas we are passionate about. We hope you enjoy and come along for an exciting adventure. All right, Ed, thanks again for uh, sitting down with me today and discussing some more of your passions and expertise in life. So today we're talking about health and wellness, and you're definitely experienced in this area. When did you kind of develop an interest in healthy, healthy living in the first place? Thanks for having me, Justin. Health and wellness is one of my uh, biggest passions in life, so I'm excited to be here today talking to you about that. Uh, when I was young, I grew up in a pretty healthy family, very sports-orientated. You know, we ate decent food, but there wasn't a, a big focus on nutritional aspects of, of healthy living. Where things really developed was when I was a teenager. I had a bad skin condition. One of my older brothers gave me a book about healthy eating, and that resulted in my complexion clearing up in a month after years of a dreaded skin condition. So that was a bit of a game changer in terms of thinking about what nutrition can do for you. It was very devastating on the self-esteem at that time, being a teenager with that sort of condition and turning that around really, really turned my life around. From that point on, I've taken a really keen interest in healthy living. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. And honestly, I can sympathize with that. I know going through a good chunk of grade school and, and even onwards, a bit into adulthood, I've also had problems with my skin and I've noticed I've noticed that just taking things out of my diet was a solid way to reduce my problems there for instance dairy for me what are some other keys you find to good health I used to have uh, three pillars of good health I've now increased that to four I believe as you mentioned proper nutrition is huge uh, hydration which I'll talk about a little bit throughout the podcast is hugely important fitness of course which people focus on tremendously but the new one that I think people are starting to realize now is the importance of sleep when it comes to hydration which I mentioned earlier my belief is that if people drank the right amount of water we would significantly reduce the amount of disease in the world I know some people have trouble getting their head around this, but I, I truly believe that's the, the case. And as I mentioned, the new one is, uh, is sleep, and there's a lot of sleep companies out there that are helping people with sleep apnea and, and many, many other sleep issues. I, I don't think there's many people out there that uh, get a, a great night's rest all the time, and even myself lately, I've struggled, as I think a lot of people have through the, uh, the last two years of this uh, virus, you know, with different mental issues going on, anxiety and whatnot. So... Hopefully we can find a way for people to get to some better uh, better Z's. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I've also put more of a focus on myself, especially yeah, going through the pandemic and just increased levels of anxiety, stuff like that. I find that I'm much more productive, alert, and overall happier when I get a good sleep. And I'm someone who struggled with sleep for a long time as well. So that change has become especially apparent to me as I've been getting older, leaving adolescence and getting into adulthood. I think it's all the more important. So what's, what's your sweet spot for numbers of hours of sleep, do you think, to be, uh, to be at your best? That's a good question. I'm so used to getting six that that's kind of my sweet spot. I find that if I get less than five, it's a bad day. And if I get more than seven or eight, then it's also takes me a little while to get into things in the morning. 
feel a little bit more groggy, but what about you? Uh, it's interesting. For the 40 years of my work career, I would sleep seven hours, give or take, and I was highly productive on that. Less than six hours, I would struggle. Sometimes on the weekend, I would get a little bit more. And since I've retired or moved into life 3.0, as I like to call it, uh, if I don't get eight or nine hours of sleep, I find that I'm a little little bit groggy. So it, it's interesting how that's changed. The body almost said, hey, you've, uh, you've been a little bit deprived all these years, so we're going to have to ramp it up for you. Yeah, fair enough. Well... I feel like you and I could have a whole episode about sleep probably as well, but how much of good health do you think is your nutrition, what you're consuming versus your fitness? That's uh, one of my favorite questions because so many people focus on the fitness aspect of things, which which is fantastic, but I've always believed that it's kind of 80-20, so 80% of being healthy and fit and maintaining the proper weight is the food you eat and consuming the right amount of water. Fitness is kind of the cherry on top, if you will. That's my belief, which uh, a lot of my medical advisors have, have weighed in on that and believe that, you know, give or take 80, 20, 70 or 30, that's kind of the right, uh, the right balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting too because I have history in athletics and I feel like my time coming up, especially through the varsity programs, was kind of the first time where they started looking at an all-encompassing program that includes nutrition, uh, where previously I don't even, when I started out, my varsity career wasn't really as big of a deal. But especially, I think if you're looking to make gains, especially muscular gains, then it's even more imperative maybe uh, to make sure you're careful about what you're intaking, making sure you're intaking the right amount of protein and that kind of thing. Especially for me, I'm not a big guy. Uh, it's been hard for me to put on weight, so I need to be eating a lot, a lot of protein if I want to see any gains that way. I don't know if that's something that you can test to as well. or Yeah, I've been fortunate with my metabolism. I haven't struggled too much with my weight, but I think a lot of that is... Uh, eating properly maybe there's a dna component to it as well mm-hmm. i do agree with you that there's been you know a huge increase in in nutrition you know it started with a lot of the sports teams professional athletes tiger woods and and people like that uh, and that's just trickled down into everyday society and, and sports clubs at a at a very low level which is which is fantastic to see i i think to your point the last 10 years we've made great strides in that area and continue to make uh, even more strides as more and new information becomes available to us Mm, absolutely and uh, for those of you who don't know uh, if you don't follow his his Instagram or have gone on hikes with him but Ed is still ripped to this day so I'm wondering what your fitness routine is now I know you go on a lot of outdoor excursions but are there other exercises that you include in there or is it mostly exploring I love to do a variety of activities. That way I don't get bored. And it's interesting. I have different groups of friends or family that that do different activities. And, you know, all the way from things like golfing and walking the dog. Unfortunately, my dog is 13 years old now, and it's more of a meditative walk than than exercise, but it's still fun to get out. Uh, I love my Saturday group, my adventure group that goes out hiking uh, locally in the Canmore and Banff Kananaskis area. And then I do a multitude of other things. In the wintertime, I play hockey, I ski, I snowshoe, uh, fat tire bike. And in the summertime, I like to ride my bike on the river path near my place in Kensington. Calgary has a great bike network. Also, ride my mountain bike. And in addition to the hiking I talked about, so 
The other thing I do do, I've been religious on this. I got in a little competition with a friend a few years ago, and every morning, or well, during the day, actually, I do 100 push-ups. So I do 60 in the morning, 20 midday, and 20 later in the day. And that way I know I've at least got in some physical activity. Also try to, and not very successfully, spend a few minutes uh, of quiet time meditating each day. But that's, that's one that unfortunately has eluded me, despite being a, a goal of mine for many, many years. Yeah, no, and I, I, I can feel that as well. Meditation is something that I've been trying to implement more. Uh, I was doing it quite consistently for a while, but especially as things kind of opened up post-COVID here and there's more activities to do, I find it harder to fit meditation into my day. But like you said, with your push-up and sit-up routine, it, it's great to just get some level of activity in during the day, even if it's not that much. I mean, even 15 minutes of exercise in whatever capacity is better than none, right? What do you see as the biggest challenge for people and their fitness and overall health? I think at the end of the day, it comes down to our inherent belief systems. It's tough to overcome temptations for most people, even though they think they want to. You know, as you said about meditation and I said about meditation, it's, it's funny we both have the similar excuse of not having enough time. Well, setting aside five minutes of time a day to do that is a, is a pretty weak excuse, I think we would both admit. Mm -hmm. um, so changing limiting beliefs is one of the most significant challenges we face and one that few people have the resources to tackle head on. People go on courses, people read things, but there's methods out there to do it. It's, it's not easy and it, it is a, a longer process. And at the end of the day, you know, life is really about balancing having fun and yet focusing on maintaining optimal health, especially as you age. So you don't want to give up everything. I still have the, those red grapes that I like to consume. Uh, probably in a, in a quantity that's a, a little more than prescribed by the medical community. <laughs> you know, we all, we all have those things, but at the end of the day, are you offsetting that with the kind of 90-10 principle or having one cheat day a week or whatever? So I think that's kind of the key. And I'm very fortunate to hang out with friends who value their health and enjoy being able to do a myriad of activities and that, you know, they're kind of, we're kind of pushing each other to get out there and do things. And it's interesting how so many discussions in life I found over the last 20 or 30 years without even trying kind of morph into the health and wellness aspect of life. So that's interesting. I love getting people's different perspective on it. Even people who I may not think are on, on the right path, you know, it forces you to look at the world with uh, open eyes and say to yourself, geez, am I, am I missing the obvious here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and just to that last point, again, going through uh, my athletic career, I've had multiple different trainers that kind of approach exercise in different capacities. For a while at Red Deer, for instance, we were doing a CrossFit program in tandem with our regular practice and, and season. And then even in high school, we had uh, our coach's son, who was a big fitness guru, came in. But the exercises that we were doing with him at that time were a little more tailored to volleyball. So it's interesting to see, because you're right, different people have different perspectives on what you should be doing, especially exercise-wise, well, and, and nutrition-wise as well. But it is interesting to see and get different people's opinions. And to your earlier point, I've been talking to, like I said, as, as I get older, so are my relatives. And I know some of them I don't have much longer with, so I've been trying to ask them for some life advice as a young guy coming up and trying to make his way. And the majority of the responses I get are take care of your health and the rest of it will take care of itself. I don't know if that's something that you agree with, but 
That's yeah, a piece know, of advice I've heard a lot lately. Yeah, I, th- I think that's bang on the, uh, the old adage, health is wealth. Is mm-hmm. There couldn't be a better statement. And at the end of the day, it's if you don't have a strong focus on health, you know, you, you can work. I see people who work crazy hours, 16 and 20 hours a day. And at the end of the day, are they, are they really enjoying life? And are they going to enjoy, especially as you get older, you know, our bodies can withstand a certain amount for most of us into the certainly 30s, 40s, maybe even into the 50s. But as you get into the 60s and 70s, the body's going to wear down and it's going to wear down a lot quicker and you're not going to be able to do anything and enjoy the the prime time of your life when you've got the time to do things that you enjoy, whether it's travel or sports or whatnot. And it's, it's unfortunate to see that people aren't able to, to do that at, at that time after they've worked their whole careers. So, mm-hmm. But I think I think that's changing. I think more and more people are becoming aware of that, uh, how important their, their health is. Absolutely. Well, you had a health and wellness business for 12 years. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about that and that experience for you? Yeah, it was uh, interesting. Back in 2009, created a company called Tuja Wellness. It was originally intended to provide people with information on where to find healthy vendors around Canada. Uh, it morphed into providing health and information to the point where my team, led by Kyla Jacobs out of Banff, produced over 1,700 articles, 120 videos, 20 podcasts, and 10 challenges. So we had a ton of great information on there. It was really really well done content and the intent was to take people from wherever they were on the healthy living spectrum and slowly move them up the scale so somebody who's maybe 50% healthy try to move them up to 55% over the next year and then you know just in small increments you're not going to take somebody from being 80% healthy to 100% healthy overnight and Mm -hmm. just make the information easier for people to access we did win a national publishing award for our content a few years ago but at the end of the day, I, I found it was harder to educate people and change their mindsets than I'd hoped. A lot of people have said that we were ahead of the curve with our ideas, so hopefully some of these things will still come to fruition. But I kind of ran out of steam here uh, about a year ago and decided to take a break and see if there's other ways to educate people like this podcast on <laughs> on health and wellness. But the best thing that came out of uh, Tuja was we had so many people working for us at different times, you know, 100, 200 people around the country and, and a couple internationally very tremendous health-minded people who have gone on to do great things in the health and wellness world, which is benefiting countless people around the country. So, you know, while the the, uh, benefits may not have been in in my bank account, you know, it's kind of looked at as a philanthropic venture that is, uh, I think, going to have benefits for years to come for people around our country. So with all that experience and going through uh, this conversation, is there any one single piece of advice that you would give people that, that you truly believe when it comes to health and wellness? It's a really challenging question as each person that I mentioned earlier has different belief systems that are often hard to change even though they think they want to change them. They don't often take the steps as we discussed meditation, very simple one for you and I and yet we don't take the steps to do that. So I think it's good if people find mentors that resonate with them and build on their knowledge. As I said, I get many discussions with people on health and wellness, and I, I learn from every one of them, even if I don't, don't agree with the person. But ultimately, I think if there's one person, one thing, pardon me, that people could do differently, it would be to drink the proper amount of good quality water. The formula is, for those that are interested, you take your weight, so let's say somebody's 160 pounds, divide by 20 to get eight. That's the number of eight-ounce glasses of good quality water that you need to drink to maintain good health. But what you also have to do is for any diuretics like coffee or alcohol, you have to add that back in. And uh, one of my health advisors says that coffee actually is a, a triple diuretic, if you will. So if you have, for every cup of coffee you have, you have to add in back in three eight ounce glasses. So 
you know, if you think, Justin, about people who have five or six uh, cups of coffee and maybe two glasses of water, I mean, it's, it's pretty scary when you go through the, the formula on proper hydration. I would suggest that 0.1% of the population drinks the right amount of water, but I truly believe the proper hydration, we would make a, just an enormous impact on people's health. Mm-hmm. And I can really agree with that point as well. Hydration is something that I've been really passionate about. Like you said, especially when there's alcohol in the mix, when I'm out with my friends these days, I make sure they mix in a couple of waters throughout the course of the night. No, this was great to sit down with you about this topic in particular. I know this is something you've been very passionate about. It's something that you hold dear and you obviously have a lot of expertise and knowledge in this area. So thanks again for sitting down and discussing this with me today. And we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, Justin. And, you know, I'm looking forward to getting other uh, health advocates, uh, health advisors, health experts on the, on the program going forward. So uh, thanks for the interview. Yeah, thanks, Ed. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Adventure Podcast. Make sure to check back for future episodes with special guests and more topics pertaining to experiences and passions we have in life. We'll see you on the next adventure.